Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man, the best podcast to break down hard-hitting dialogue such as, maybe they've got a super TV in there that's picking up the Muppets. <laughs> Here to provide analysis for that line, so much more is my friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Oh, James B., I'm feeling nice and full. I made one of my household's favorite dishes tonight, chicken tikka masala. I was just cutting up all my onions and chicken and stuff like that because... Well, that's what you got to do for it. Kind of like Dr. Doom cutting up Claw in several of these books in a weird way. <laughs> that is true. He does slice up Claw and Claw is able to keep talking about being sliced up for some reason. He's not the Claw that I remember from the comics, but uh, regardless, we're going to cover Secret Wars 8 through 12 today. This is the second part. If you missed part one, go back and listen to Let's Read Spider-Man 191. We'll cover the first seven there and now we're going to pick up the rest uh eddie why don't you give us a little bit of the intro and the whole you know that thing that i usually do i'll give you the whole shebang again from may of 1984 through april of 1985 stanley presents secret wars 1 through 12 written by jim shooter penciled by michael zeke and inked by john Beatty. is it really the same three guys for all, all of it same three guys i think so <laughs> in issue eight the book slowly recaps where everyone is. Oh, painful. I didn't need a recap. Uh, including She-Hulk, who has been losing a seven versus one fight. But the book features the heroes finally attacking. Many scenes with the drunk and depressed Enchantress and a fight between Spider-Man and Titania. And uh, that's the whole book. So one more time, this book is just about one big fight and the Enchantress is running around drunk and Spider-Man fights Titania and then um, most of the bad guys get locked up and Spider-Man at the very, very, very end of the book walks into some room and he's like, hey, where's that costume-making machine? <laughs> and uh, and he gets a new costume. But Eddie, it's... I would be remiss if I made that the big important thing of this book because Ben Grimm, <laughs> in human form, plays patty cake with Claude and Elizabeth. <laughs> And I saw that was in your show notes, too. It was amazing. Because because Hawkeye, now, James B., I, I, we, I, this could be after-show material. I forever have thought Hawkeye was a very useless character. But did you see how they, like, neutered Hawkeye even more than usual? <laughs> well, Spider-Man has no webs. Yes. And, and Hawk- they take, Reed takes all of his fancy arrows away. And Hawkeye's, like, fashioning a wooden one. <laughs> Right, they needed them. They yeah. needed this, these things. So, but Ben Grimm, who's in human form and can't do anything, is busy tying up, playing patty cake with the claw and the lizard there. And that way, they're because they're the claw and lizard. By the way, are the new Haw- you know bromance. Hawkeye's and, with them too, isn't he? Yeah, because he can't do anything either. <laughs> I didn't even notice him there. Yes, but Spider-Man does get a costume, and I guess we should address it. Yes, he has his. Costume in black, and the book ends. And well, I guess we'll do the next book and then we can talk about the costume a little bit more. In issue nine, Spider Man realizes now that he can shoot webs. Reed debates whether or not Galactus has the right to destroy planets, and Doctor Doom has a plan to steal Galactus's power. Yeah, that's the whole book. So let's get back to our conversation about do you like the black costume? It's been a very long time, I've been more excited about any kind of comic book thing i was like here he is the linchpin of the secret wars it's going to happen and then 
does Spider-Man do anything in this costume? Not in book eight. He just does whatever. So is is there a hero who is the linchpin of the Secret Wars? No. Well, if there, it could be argued that Reed Richards is. Without Reed Richards, they just couldn't. They couldn't do anything. He he's way more prominent than I would ever make him. But I I will say. Jim Shooter wrote these, and Jim Shooter's been the editor-in-chief for a very long time at Marvel. We've seen his name at the beginning. I know we don't always say it. So if anyone would know who was important to put at the head of this huge comic book series, it should be him. So I will not question him in this regard in that Reed Richards and Doctor Doom play an oversized role in everything. True. Doctor Doom is definitely the oversized role in the villains. Reed Richards is barely more important than the other heroes he well, just, he the other heroes do nothing and he does almost something he well yeah they are they're always going to him too they're like can you lead us and he didn't want to be the leader because his pregnant wife was making him upset well well let me yeah. let me talk about issue 10 for a moment okay and we'll see if Reed richards really is a prominent member or not if you've if you've overestimated or underestimated in issue 10 professor x reaches out to captain marvel because captain marvel is spying on dr doom and links Captain Marvel's mind to Richard's mind so Richard's can understand what's going on. Uh, they're spying on Doom, absorbing the power. Doom wants to use this power from the Galactus ship, and from Galactus, not to slay the heroes, but he wants to go after the Beyonder. Yeah. This is a pretty good book, by the way. Meanwhile, in the other storylines, uh, Magneto and Wolverine and Captain America discuss their persecution of mutants and if they should trust allies and what it means to be a soldier and the rights of others. So they're having this whole political, like, you know, mumbo jumbo about what's important in, in life while Dr. Doom is trying to steal Galactus's power to destroy this ultra being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you might argue that it's the rights of what it means to be a soldier is more important than this other thing. But they're having this cosmic storyline on one side, and they're just having this, like, you know, hey, they're, Captain America. Yeah. You know. Super philosophical in the, mid- in the middle of, like, mortal danger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's what else can they do? They're not, yeah. they're not involved in the storyline, I, I guess. But by the way, this book just ends with Doom apparently defeating the Beyonder. That's just sort of how it ends. It is wild. Uh, you know, we haven't mentioned Galactus too much, but he is, everyone is scared of him. And Reed Richards uh, is important because he's actually like had a conversation with Galactus, it seems to allude to. So he, he would be the most knowledgeable. And, you know, when we have weight classes for villains, Galactus is definitely the heaviest hitter out of all of these. He, he's just unaffected by everybody else, pretty much. And he's like called his planet-destroying machine here to destroy the Beyonder, and Doom has, like, found a way into the machine to absorb the power that Galactus is going to absorb from the planet and then fight the Beyonder or something like this. You know, it's I'm, interesting. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Doom also gets involved in the uh, the Infinity Wars, and he's running around doing the same kind of stuff, Yeah, they just didn't use him because Doom doesn't exist in the MCU at the time of this whole uh, Infinity Gauntlet that we watched with the ah. Avengers movies. Otherwise, you'd see Doom and Reed Richards, you know, being a big part of that as well. Mm. Speaking of Doom, book 11, Doom helps the Molecule Man with a mental block. He's like, oh, by the way, you can do whatever you want. Um, and he allows him to use his power to return uh, the villains and a suburb of Denver back to Earth. So they're like flying back to Earth now. Um, Colossus declares his love for this like Asanji girl 
that we're like, okay, we know you're in love with her for no reason, but he declares the love, and then the Beyonder, who we've not, I, Eddie, if I'm wrong, but we've never really seen the Beyonder, but he's like moving from body to body, switching from hero to villain to hero, and he's getting close to like approaching doom. Like right. he's sort of still out there. And then at some point in the book, <laughs> book 11, Doom sort of just like kills all the heroes. He's Boom. Just like, yeah. Just kills everyone, right? He like just nukes them. It seems like he's doing something good and lures the heroes to him and then just blows them all up. <laughs> I, issue 11, I was, I was okay up until this point with many of the plots that were going on. And then I was like, what? So what? <laughs> so let me tell you what happened. In issue twelve, the conclusion of Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, the f- first iteration. There is a Secret Wars too, by the way, uh, with because they want more money. With all the heroes dead, we have a villain-centric story, which is excellent. I love the villain-centric story, so I pick it up just for that reason. If you're going to read one of them, I'd read twelve, uh, in which we see Claw tells Doctor Doom, "Oh, by the way, the healer healed Colossus." So, because he like changed into like metal, so and she saved him, and she dies in the process of saving Colossus, and then Colossus drags Reed Richards' body into some kind of chamber, and s- brings Reed Richards back to life, and Reed Richards brings everyone else back to life, <laughs> and then the heroes are like, now we're gonna go fight Doctor Doom uh-huh. again, and they go fight against Doom, and somehow the Beyonder gets all his powers back, and then at the end, like you're like, wait, what? And then everyone's like, all right, it's time to go. And then there's a bunch of these, like, I'm not going. And one of them is Ben Grimm's, like, I'm not going. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to stay and figure out why I changed back and forth. And oh, yeah. And then She-Hulk's like, well, I'm not going back with the Avengers because I'm going to fill in in the Fantastic Four. And uh, there you go. And then everybody else just sort of goes home. By the way, uh, notable moment in The Secret Wars, Spider-Man realizes at this point that he got his suit from a different machine than everyone else. <laughs> Hey, wait, this isn't this wasn't the machine you guys used? It's an amazing scene, James B. Uh, everything Spider-Man does is so like he's like the little kid and he acts that way and he says things like that. And this scene where he's like, wait a minute, you're not getting a new suit from the same machine I did. <laughs> and then he's like, oh well. <laughs> Oh, well, you were on the cover of one of these books. We want to know. <laughs> it's driving me crazy, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, the Molecule Man flies the planet back to Earth, right? With all the villains on it? He is the most powerful character Whoa. at this point. He's super was, powerful. Yes. And he's, like, just hanging out with this chick from Denver. <laughs> <laughs> They're in her apartment. All of the villains are in the apartment, James B. Correct. <laughs> there's a moment where they're like, there's no water in this <laughs> Talk about Claw being sliced up, by the way, real quick. You mentioned it at the beginning, but yes. it hasn't, hasn't really come back in our conversation. Claw, Claw gets sliced up by Dr. Doom because he is, I'll remind you, pure sound. And so Doom is able to like teleport him more easily, I think. He's also like Dr. Doom's lackey. It states he was crazy because he was trapped inside Galactus's ship so long. But he, when he gets moved around a lot, that's where the Beyonder, like, absorbs into Claw. And that's how Claw, or the Beyonder, gets back into Doom. Claw feels real badly about it, too. He's like, I'm so sorry. We could squeeze in a quick segment here. Does Eddie remember this character from the MCU? 
Oh boy. So, so no, it's easy, Eddie. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so you might think, <laughs> you, you, Eddie, you got this. All right. So Ulysses Claw, uh, who is Claw, you know, he's um he's in two, he's in two MCU movies. Just give me either one. Well, he mm. Claw, Eddie. We've been talking about him all day. You referenced him in your intro. You segued. I'm paying attention to Secret Wars, the comic book series, and you're always asking about these movies that I lightly pay attention to because I don't find them terribly interesting sometimes. Um, uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a big hint. Iron okay? Man. The act. <laughs> Something you want. <laughs> the actor who portrays him uh, is the same one who, pl- who plays Gollum in the. Uh, in the Lord that, is of a, movie. that is a fun fact that helps me not at all, James B. But <laughs> all right, all right, we'll have the uh, we'll have the in audience a, in an Avengers movie. He's in an Avengers movie. Correct. He is in an Avengers ah. movie. <laughs> audience would tell you that he's in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh yeah, yes. He's he's also in uh, Black Panther. So there you go. Oh, oh he's in Black so, Panther. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Oh, geez. You actually remember this? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I remember because they have like the big fight on the plane and they're running towards each other. And of course, he's, he doesn't have he's his got, hand, right? He's, right, he's got the prosthetic arm yeah. and yeah, he's with yeah. Killmonger. Yeah, yeah. Right. Claw, he's the master of sound. Like, yeah. his name, by the way, in the, is like, you know, Claw, K L A U E. Like, you know, I'm a <laughs> claw. international Claw, but like. <laughs> Not from America. No, no, he's. No. Ultron sold off his arm, but whatever. Okay, so uh, thank you for playing. Uh, does Eddie remember this character from the MCU? It's terrible at that, James B. Let me knock off a sponsor so that we can kind of wrap up why we love or don't love Secret Wars. Okay, okay. sounds good. Eddie, have you ever wanted to play like uh, a game with famous people, such as playing like let's say Words with Friends with like Neil deGrasse Tyson or chess with composer John Williams? Uh, that would be awesome. Okay, well, there's a head-to-head app which allows you to play uh, with actual, you know, famous people. Um, it's called the Patty Cake app. Now, the Patty Cake app uh, allows you to, like, push Sorry. your hand on the phone and you can play Patty Cake with not just your friends, but Ben Grimm, the Lizard, Claw. I, I don't know if it's true or not. I've heard maybe Hawkeye. The app's only $9.99 uh, plus $0.99 cents a minute, and you can download it today from the App Store. So uh, go ahead and download the Patty Cake app. $10 for my Patty Cake app. Plus 99 cents a minute. Uh, it was an important part of... It needed to be included in Secret Wars, the comic book series. So, so yeah, um, Secret Wars 8, that's in the like the most expensive Secret Wars book if you want to buy them. 8 is the number one book there. Uh, uh, yeah, sure, James B. All right. All right. Uh, Excellent. Put the link in the thing. Patty Cake for me and Claw. <laughs> Eddie, Secret Wars. I find myself reading it thinking so much content, so many heroes and villains. I mean, I'm enthralled when the villains are fighting each other. I'm enthralled when the heroes are fighting each other. It's there's so many people with so many strong opinions. I I can't get enough of it. I I I totally can understand where you're coming from. It is extremely exciting to see all these characters interact. I mean, that's why they have Marvel team ups. I've been told to ignore everything before the word but. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know the when one of my problems with a lot of the MCU movies is that they're very telegraphed like 
you know what's going to happen and they're they're very well constructed with these elaborate things generally speaking and secret wars here you just things come out of nowhere and you're like what this is what you're spending your time when you could be creating this epic giant battle with all these different characters and everything uh, it, it's it's so bizarre sometimes it's it's just too bad that aspects of it were not written better so and of course my all-time biggest complaint about this on the cover of book eight we see spider-man in his black suit and spider-man does nothing i really thought he was going to be a super important character like he gets a new suit he's on the cover and he just does nothing it's disappointing so one of our listeners, John Aaron, who listens to, you know, Let's Read Spider-Man and occasionally writes in. I'm sure he was disappointed too, by the way. He wrote a fact and he wanted to let me know. It says, uh, Secret Wars has sort of a secret dark ending. Uh, as we referenced in our podcast, Eddie, Secret Wars 12, Ben Grimm remains behind on Battleworld. Yes. Now, at the end of Thing number 22, which the thing gets a spinoff book while while uh, She-Hulk is filling in for him. Anyway, he teleports back to Earth. And John adds, as soon as he's gone, Battleworld would explode, presumably killing everyone in Healer Zaji's village, since the Beyonder had only designed it to exist as long as the heroes and villains were there. So. That is awful. Wow. Interesting. A little bit of trivia from our friend John Aaron. Um, If people wanted to send us emails like uh, John did, um, how could they uh, reach us? You could email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you could find us on X at Let's Read Spidey. I think we could probably stop saying anything about that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> let's let them work out their problems. Let's say, uh, starting next podcast, Eddie, why don't we say, Uh-oh. like, hey, click, no, click click the link on our thing and join our Discord page. You can oh, talk there you to us go. right there. Yeah. Right, that will be our new thing. Let's see how many times we cannot mention that correctly as we get used to a new format change. <laughs> so... And now it's time for the close. I'm James B. Joined by Eddie. And if you are transported from all three of your titles to Battleworld, where you have to fight the X-Men single-handedly, and then you get a new costume, and you're on the cover of book eight and big full panels, all you do is get set home at the end. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, you know we're not covering Secret Wars 2 at all, right? I we're, am not too sad about that. But. No, it's not good. It's We're just going to Darn. It. It, could be, it could be so much. It's too bad. I, you, you know what? Know. That's the kind of thing we'll give to... Uh, we'll get Ian Cooper on that. Sure. Ian Cooper, Ian Cooper, when you hear this, uh, go read all of Secret Wars 2 and then do an entire summary yes. of Secret Wars 2. And we'll plug it in when we need it. So. Yeah. Great plan, James B. It's, it's probably like it's probably not that far away. They they punch this thing out pretty quick. So get get on that get on that tonight, okay? Well, before you go back to school.